Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And this is our first official podcast on the road. On the road, indeed. (laughs) And we are, where are we right now? Let's see. We just drove through Childress, Texas, which is near the Texas-Oklahoma border in the northern end. And then Memphis, I know you think that's in Tennessee, but it's also in uh, Texas. And we are on our way to Amarillo as our next major city. And we have a big announcement. We have decided, yeah, we're going to do it. So we have decided... That we're going to, uh, we were just going to basically maybe stay the night in, in Amarillo, but now what we're going to do is we're going to, instead, we're going to go to Area 51. That's right. Roswell, <laughs> New Mexico. Especially for our Sunday listeners of previous shows, it's for you guys. We have to go. I mean, I it's like three and a half hours. I don't know what we'll hour- see or how much we'll see, but we'll check it out. It's three and a half hours out of the way. How can you not go see Area 51? When else are you going to be that close, right? Right. I mean, and to your point, it's just going to be a big tchotchke shop selling a bunch of aliens. But it will be hilarious. Right. Yeah. And I mean, besides, Zoe needs to put that on her stickers on her suitcase that sees she's been to Roswell, New Mexico. Because how cool is that to talk about when you go back to school and you have show and tell about what you did over the summer? That's right. So we are actually podcasting live from a truck stop in what town, Julie? Uh, just outside of Memphis, uh, Texas. And this is this is interesting. I think, I'm not sure this this is one of them, but it looks like it. If you recall, when you're out here in the plains, oftentimes these sort of fancy uh, truck stops, rest stops that are made out of uh, metal and they're kind of fancy, those are also uh, tornado shelters. Yep. Oftentimes. A lot of people don't know that. So we just looked up what's the difference between a cyclone and a tornado. A cyclone has more to do with a low pressure system. It's more of a barometric thing. And a tornado just arises from a violent storm. Those of our Midwestern friends probably are familiar with that. So just a little bit of road trivia for you. And what sparked that conversation is we drove past the high school. It was called, the football team was called the Memphis Cyclones. Cyclones. That's That's right. right. So that's what got us thinking about that. And parked in, uh, let's see where we are right now. We pulled over because the road was a little noisy and we wanted to have a little better quality for you guys. But right in front of the car is a big sign that says, watch for rattlesnakes. And Julie, I don't know if you noticed, but you see that sign right there, that fence right in front of us? Yep. What do you see on the tip of that, on the on the post? Oh, it looks like a... It's a red hawk. A red hawk, probably out looking for rattlesnakes. That's right, looking for his late Smart little guy. Yeah, I know. Well, so it's so nice to be back in Texas. As some of you guys will know, Julie and I lived in Texas for, what, seven or eight years? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, and uh, damn, we miss Texas. I have to say... I had forgotten how, well, first of all, when you get outside of uh, really Austin and Dallas, and, and Dallas, and when you get outside of the densely popula- populated areas, man, people are huge here. They are. We're I mean, seriously tall. People. We're like hobbits. Yes. I mean, seriously. Every, <laughs> time we get, every time we get out of the car, I'm talking to some Texan. He's like twice my height, and I'm 5'9". I'm, it's not like I'm a midget, but still, right. nothing wrong with midgets. I'm just no, saying. people are big here. I think They're they huge. have to be. Because there's a lot of work out here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, there's a lot to do. you got to be strong and tough. 
Well, so um, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, I apologize that this is the first podcast you've listened to from us, but this really is Real Estate Coaching Radio, and this is really the nation's number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals. And what we're doing is we're taking the next two months off, and we're driving all over the United States. And this is the best part. We're going to be going to all the towns, the hamlets, the cities, every place where we have coaching clients, we have people that are part of our EXP group. Um, we're going to be um, the best way to track us and uh, know where we're going to be is just to follow us on Instagram, which is at Tim and Julie Harris. And we're putting up pictures there and we're putting up videotapes. And yesterday there was a really big day and uh, Zoe's on drama me. And so she might not uh, be uh, wanting to tell her own story. I mean, Julie, she's not even blinking. How much drama did you give okay. her? Just uh, probably double what she normally takes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, Zoe, do you feel like telling your story about your uh, pierced ears? That's the big story. Okay. Hello, I am Zoe, and I have pierced ears. I got them yesterday, mm-hmm. and my rings are silver daisies. The earrings are silver daisies. Yeah, they're beautiful. Right. And, Zoe, I want you to tell them, because you are really, I mean, you're seven and a half, and you have friends that are half your age that have their ears pierced, right? And you were afraid of doing it, but you talked yourself into it. So how did you actually, how did you talk yourself into getting your ears pierced? Well, it all started when I was in the mall. <laughs> Uh, the other mall before that mall was I, I was with Mama. We were I, I after I picked out the um, earrings. No, after it, I picked out those matching, cute matching necklaces mm-hmm. with hearts on them. I also found some matching earrings with hearts on them th- that were not clip-ons. They were the ones. That you have, you can wear when you're getting your ears pierced. That Mama thought of, and then she asked me if we can, should ask them if they do ear piercing, and I agreed to ask, but they didn't. So then we talked that uh, into going to another mall that has a Claire's to get my ears pierced. So we did. And then he let me, and then we went there, and I was a bit nervous, but it wasn't so bad. And you cried a little bit, but you didn't cry for long, and then you got your ears pierced, and you were so proud of yourself, right? Yes, and we also bought some earrings and some things, even a tiara. It's in my suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a big day, because she's not wanted to get her ears pierced, because she's been afraid of it. Yesterday she did it, we posted all videos and whatnot so those of you with little girls you guys will understand <laughs> it was a big day in zoe's world it was That's quite right. nice it was interesting to see you go through the decision making process right you said i can't believe it what what what, what? Well, we'll get, see you can say that it's okay i'm so happy to be on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but she talked herself into it she had a few moments of being super pensive thinking about what was going to happen trying to do a little research what was next and then she finally kind of you held your breath and did it right mm-hmm. yeah good job so we're going to be doing little uh, obviously we're hoping to um, run across as many as you uh, many of you as possible on our journey um, and I personally and Julia and I personally we really love these big wide open uh, plains parts of the country it's peaceful there's, it's peaceful but there's it's just something that's beyond just you know it's like looking at the ocean it's like when we were back home in puerto rico you know mm-hmm. you look at the ocean we're watching a family play with a really cool looking you know what kind of dog that is zoe he's called a blue tick healer you really only see those guys in texas they're ranch dogs 
Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, this the open prairie areas. If you guys have never been to the great prairie areas of uh, you know Texas and Oklahoma, and now we're meandering into New Mexico, you really have got to do it. It's so much. It's I, I suppose it's visually boring in one way, but the other uh, not stimulating. That's for sure. But the other side of it is so peaceful and it's beautiful. And people are super nice too. Yeah, and we are reading about all the. Um, well, Julie, you already about all the, uh, you know, the Indian tribes. We kept on yeah. seeing there was how many Indian tribes do we not even know about? I like know. five or six. Every time we... we're coming through a town, we did a little bit of research, and a lot of the towns are like, oh, well, that has to be an Indian name. So we looked that up, and and so a lot of towns out here were, um, yes, Indians were here and influenced, but there were also so many towns that cropped up because of the railroads, which we still see. What did we saw? We saw an endless supply of oil tankers. Yep. Uh, on rail on the railroad and then I think you saw a bunch of cars being shipped so they're still in use you know this, all this traditional American expansion stuff is still in use and I think it's you know valuable to see that so um, you mentioned um, you sort of mentioned uh, rare you know car the uh, car haulers it was yeah. they're only probably about 20 percent full yeah and we did as Julie or as Zoe mentioned when we went to a couple malls I was shocked by even these big huge Dallas malls mm -hmm. how much uh, lacking in inventory they were yeah it was something I was not That's expecting real. to see yeah For sure. and, and this is just ordinary stores um, that you know I would never have expected to not have just not just sizes but just selection sure and that was pretty much across the board although there is one place that we were shocked and amazed to find that we'd never been to if you live in dallas you've got to find oh, this yeah. place it's called uh what is it italy e-a-t-a-l-y i think so that's like eating in italy italy yeah that was amazing that was like whole foods meets actually italy with a bunch of restaurants inside and a grocery store and it was like it was amazing definitely our new favorite um food place store. yeah yeah so if incredible. you're in dallas i don't know where else they are but that's definitely worth a field trip so um so what inspired this trip? Well, what inspired this trip primarily is because COVID was over and we wanted to stretch our wings a little bit, obviously. But uh, secondarily, we really did want to, we wanted to reconnect with our country. We wanted to, re and we've been in Puerto Rico now for basically two years, and we've missed a lot of the mainland. We've certainly missed a lot of you and seeing some of these towns. And, you know, I have to say, Julie, some, we had not, so far I don't think we've driven through anything that we've driven through before um, ever. But uh, other is, than Dallas, yeah. Yeah, other than Dallas. Yep. But we will be reconnecting with a lot of other parts of the country that yeah. we have been to That's before, right. uh, maybe years and years ago. It'll mm -hmm. be fascinating to see, A, if, how different they look versus how we remember them. Mm -hmm. But B, it'll also be interesting to see how our brains interpret what we're seeing mm -hmm. uh, just because, you know, maybe we saw it last time when we got married 30 years ago when we were driving sure. through in that little Miata. And maybe we're going to go through the same town or see the same things. But we're going to see them through a different set of eyes with new experiences. I'm looking mm. forward to that. Yeah, definitely. And see what Zoe has to say about them. Yeah, certainly with Zoe. So, Julie, how are we deciding so that our listeners understand that we really are doing this a little bit uh, on the fly <laughs> for well, two months? We interesting. So there's only really a couple dates that we, you know, firm had set, right? There was mm -hmm. the, the 6th when we landed in Dallas. And then we're going to be in Car Week in Monterey, uh, the Monterey Peninsula. And that's going to be, what, the third week in August? The second week? Let's see. I think the 8th to the 15th, roughly. Okay. And so other than that, we really have no place to be and no time yeah. to be there. That's right. So it's a little bit throwing caution to the wind, which for my more analytical uh, tendon, tending self is a little bit, maybe a little bit different for me. But, you know, it's interesting because I get, I, it's easy to get stressed about, like, you've got to be at a certain hotel at a certain time. 
that's its own level of stress versus, well, we'll just see how it goes and, and see where we are and what we want to do, right? So we don't have a hotel set for tonight, but we're going to find something. I've been on TripAdvisor looking around. Um, but yeah, I think there's a freedom of time is something that I know, I know when I was in your guys's position, it was appointments here and appointments there and, you know, going to closings and all the things you get a, a little craving for the freedom of time. And I think that's something that we're, um, you know, trying to maybe exacerbate a little bit here and feel that again. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how many days it yeah. takes for you and I to essentially to chill. unplug <laughs> from having such rigid schedules that we normally have, right? I know. I mean, and the, you, know, go, you go from our rigid schedules, you know, which are fairly rigid to, you know, then you've got to show up for the airline two hours early, then even though they're going to be two hours late, and then you're going to go to another airport and get delayed there and then hopefully check in on time on the, ho- on the hotel. So you go from a rigid work schedule to somebody else's schedule and then freedom. Well, you know what we're describing, it's interesting. right? What? what we're doing is the antithesis of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the <laughs> highest know. level. And you and I have been doing what we don't want to do and we don't want to do at the highest level. Certainly, you know, that's part of life, right? For right. so long to, to now do what you want to do when you want to do it yes. at whatever level you want to do it at. That's right. Oh, oh, Zoe's going to want to try to... She, what is Zoe, you have something to say? What? You can whisper. Oh, she just wants to snuggle. Oh, she's snuggling. That's yeah, okay. that's okay. So, yeah, that's what's going to be interesting for me personally is to see how long it takes for me to actually chill. Yeah, well, I think driving is helping you. Yeah, well, and, I love uh, driving. Getting to know this car that we picked up in Dallas. So let's talk about the car. Yeah. This car is definitely You're a car bit guy. Of, yeah, this is and this is uh, for those of you who aren't car guys, you'll have to just bear with us. We're going to do a little car journal. So we bought a Audi um, RS6 Avant, and Avant. So what's an Avant? Av- okay, so an Avant is basically a a, a German station wagon, mm-hmm. right? Like they call them uh, convertibles, cabriolets, or saloons? the Italian. Don't they call them saloons or the salons? The Italians will call them uh, spiders, you know, uh, convertibles, right? Yeah. So this is an Audi RS6 Avant, which basically, uh, what makes this special is this is, uh, an, it's an Audi wagon, right? Which they don't even sell in the United States. Right. But this one has got the same engine, transmission, uh, and brakes. Zoe, be careful of that cable, okay? Yep, Do not pull watching. on this. Um, as a Lamborghini, um, what kind of Lamborghini? Uh, Yaris? What's a, no. Yara, Yara, Yaris? No, no, no. Yaris is a Toyota. What's I'm not a Yaris. Sorry. <laughs> Lamborghini Yaris. <laughs> that would be a very Lamborghini. Expensive yeah, so yeah. so basically this has got a huge motor, huge brakes, and it's it's really, really fast. And this is something that is going to be fantastic for barreling barreling across um, God's green earth, that is for sure. Indeed. Hey Zoe, stop fidgeting, okay? Would you recommend this as a real estate car? Uh, yeah, I would. Or something and, like it. You know, the question that people ask is why'd you buy a wagon over an SUV? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean First of all, this car is going to live in North Carolina yeah. when we're not using it here. Mm-hmm. And uh, why a, a car over a wa- or an SUV? It's for the, frankly, the, there's no way that you can make a um, an SUV as comfortable or as agile as a car mm-hmm. because the center of gravity is so much higher. It's a little more tilty. Right. I mean, if you think most what most, most SUVs are, aside from like Range Rovers and whatnot, or truck truck based chassis things, is they're essentially just jacked up cars. That's mm-hmm. all they really are. I mean, that's the reason, like, on this thing, Julie, there's no, like, deep um, uh, cubby holes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in the Range Rover, you can open this thing up, and then there's a thing under it, and there's it's a like thing a cave, under it, right? There's a cave, cave. cave of storage, whereas this, right here underneath this, this mm-hmm. is basically car, right? Mm-hmm. It's so, a transmission, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. Transmission, transmission tunnel. That's what this is right here. Mm-hmm. And because this car is all-wheel drive, you know, it takes up... The, so, you're, the whole architecture of the interior space is completely different, but really, it's... The, you know, it's the reason that um, cars are always going to be the most efficient thing because they can, you know, as far as uh, aerodynamics, mm-hmm. 
as far as uh, actually efficiency and speed and, and they don't race SUVs on racetracks for a reason. Well, that's true. Because the center of gravity would cause the thing to eventually just tip over. Um, and I'm really looking forward. We're going to be going to, um, we're definitely, obviously we're driving to Area 51, you know, AKA, what's the actual town called again? Roswell. Roswell, right. And then we're going to go up to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to what? Estes Park. Par- Estes Park, Colorado. We've been there, there maybe before, some no? parks in between. We were there a long time ago when we went from Ohio to Montana and then went south from Montana to Estes Park and then home. That's right. And so we're also going to be going to... Um, Obviously, spending some more time in Colorado. Then we're going to drive up to Montana. And we're going to be going to also uh, Mount Rushmore. We're going to take Zoe to yeah. Mount Rushmore. And I think uh, we're going to also go uh, show her Sitting Bull. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, again, if you guys haven't seen any of this, you really have to, you know, pile in a car and drive out west. Hey, Zoe, that's enough Sprite. She's going to be burping the next two hours, yeah. Julie. That is See, as big as you are. Let's she, do she's that. She's <laughs> lovely. She's taking no. advantage of the fact that Julie's not paying, paying attention, okay, that Zoe. that's not an invitation to be gross. Very, very nice seven and a half year old manners back there, lady. (laughs) So anyway, that's what we're going to be doing. So you're going to be, we're going to be incorporating a lot of real estate talk as we get to know some of these more uh, little towns more and hopefully running into some of our coaching clients and podcast listeners and, you know, fans and book buyers and, you know, the whole thing. Well, and the other interesting thing about being out here in the country, quite literally, is that, you know, when I, when we go through some of these towns, I look and I see, you know, what, what is something that's decent go for in a town like this? Oh, and, yeah. You know, that's kind of interesting to get to know different markets. And I would say it's generally pretty low. Inventory, We're talking about real estate. You know, um, but also realize, and again, shout out to our farm and ranch brokers and agents. There are other websites besides the MLS that you guys have stuff on. So I like to, you know, when we go to some of these stops, I like to pick up housing magazines and look at you know where else things are advertised and what you get for the money but you bring up a really good point yeah. I mean, we, we had realtor.com open as we're blazing through um you know these small towns and medium-sized towns and it was shocking how there's nothing for sale even in these places that are absolutely rural this isn't semi-rural this no. is full-on rural this is yeah i mean there's you have little downtown so you might have a grid of like 12 cross streets and you know, uh, regular sort of old subdivision looking stuff, but still there might be, you know, two houses for sale. And I've seen some for sale by owner signs on some of these ranches. So that's always interesting. I wonder if towns like this or parts of the country like this are starting to see some of the migration trends that we're seeing in other parts of the country, for example, from, uh, you know, people moving to, you know, Murphy, North Carolina yeah, and people I moving to, right. But I wonder though, I wonder if this is maybe just too isolated for people that would otherwise be working in Dallas. Maybe, Probably, you Probably, know, because we're pretty far out here. Yeah, we are pretty far out here. Well, so we're going to be going to Montana. We're going to be going to Red Lodge, Montana. That's mm-hmm. definitely on the schedule. Yep. We're going to be going, because we've been to Red Lodge before. We actually um, knew the gal there, Ruth. Brown, Brown, who started the Montana Wildlife Zoo. Beartooth so, Nature Center, <laughs> Nature which Center. I think has become a Montana zoo now. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting because last time we were there, you know, she was developing all the different pens. And these are all sort of wayward animals that were rescued. So there's, you know, you guys are used to talking about rescue um, dogs and cats. Well, there's also rescued bears and bobcats and all sorts of things. So should be quite interesting. I well, think. we went to um, last time we were there, Julie, if you remember correctly, we went to uh, spent time in Red Lodge because that's where Ruth and Rob lived. And then we went to the other side of the mountain range and they took us out to dinner at a place that um, was doing. And you guys, we talked about this in the podcast before. People thought we were making it up, by the way, mm-hmm. that they did actual pig racing. Yes. So there was, this, there was this restaurant and then behind it, yes, yeah, a pig race. We're going to go there. I never heard of 
sad and I never knew of that. I'm looking at my kinders away. Well, if you make less, if you make less noise, Zoe, then what mom and dad will do is they'll take you to a pig race. How about that? Deal? Okay, so yeah, so that we uh, had never been there before, and yeah, of course, people bet on pig racing. So we walked in, and Robin Ruth had us, you know, place down, you know, five dollars down on this pig race. So I think there was five or six pigs racing, yeah. and you guys are thinking we're making this up. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. <laughs> this is what you do in Montana. I think it, that was in Nye, Montana, NYE. We'll find out because yeah. we're going to go there. Yeah, we're going to become full-time uh, pig racing. Uh, uh, gamblers. Yes, I know. So so we we uh, put down five dollars or whatever, and guess what? We won. <laughs> Julie and I of won. Course, right? We won our inaugural uh, pig race, but we were celebrating and whatnot. We wanted to go out there and um, you know take a picture with our winning pig, and I think we won like twenty five dollars or something. I'm gonna be a mama team. <laughs> you can be a mama's team, and we ended up. I'm sure we gave the money to Ruth for her for her, uh, her zoo, or we intended to, and then she said, well. This is where we get a lot of our food for the uh, the big cats because she had mountain lions and bobcats and whatever. And we said, what are you talking about? She goes, I, I, you guys don't know? Well, pigs aren't designed to race. And it turns out if you make r pigs race maybe two or three times that they die. They have heart attacks. Yeah. And so as a result, the pigs that basically, the winning pigs. Didn't win so much. They didn't win so much, right? They, they get fed to Ruth's animals at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, res rescue baby mountain lions for example are not out there hunting on their own they no. gotta eat something exactly so that's an example of where being first is quite literally being last yes <laughs> strange things you learn out in the wild right i mean so and, and another little piece of trivia nye montana i have to look it up to see if this is still true or not was at least for a while owned by jack Hanna, who yep. ran the columbus zoo oh so now i do remember no nye was not where the pig racing was jack Hanna's town was uh, like next if you door get, to was that. next door was to the right in the essence and then yeah we'll find it don't worry yeah yeah I mean so we're looking forward to all these experiences you want to tell the story about being the slowest kid on track since we're here talking about <laughs> funny stories from Montana yeah well the, in uh, Red Lodge Montana which is a great place for you guys to look up a nice little road trip you can take I ninety out from even Chicago or you can go east of course from the northwest but uh, Red Lodge is a great little town it's the gateway to the Beartooth Mountains and the kind of joke in Red Lodge is, you know, their high school is sunken down underneath this ridge, right? Yep. There's and ridges there's ridges on three all sides. All the way around yeah. because it's, you know, a gateway to some big mountains. And so the the track outside that the kids run on is in this little valley. And for a while, kids were noticing a uh, mountain lion lion up there watching them run. A big male <laughs> mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys again, if you've never seen these things, how they actually Huge. are uh, and at, scary. At Ruth's Zoo, these things are monsters. I mean, they're not like fat house cats. They're like small buses. Zoe? Yes, of course. What is, what <laughs> she wants you? to know, keep the mom lines safe or keep the kids safe? The kids. Well, we're telling a story about that. So Did you protect them? Just listen. Let's tell our story. You'll like the story, okay? Okay. All right. So so they're racing. I'll, I'll, so sure. Since Zoe's getting bored. So they're racing, uh, you know, obviously they race on this track, and then they noticed uh, during practice every day, towards the end of the day, they'd noticed that this big male uh, mountain lion was situating himself on top of the ridge. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of you guys understand where this story goes. And mountain lions naturally are going to want to be attracted to prey. Fast-moving prey stimulates them. But the, the prey that they're going to go after is going to be the slowest of the herd. And yeah. so the joke is, in Montana, they had the fastest track team. Basically... 
this male mountain lion was obviously planning on attacking uh, the, slowest the, kid. The, the slowest kid. Now, you guys, again, I'm, we're not making this up. This is how seriously they took this. And I remember she tells us this story. Doesn't even doesn't even crack a smile. Where Julie and I are practically peeing our pants that we couldn't even believe. <laughs> I know. Because we thought she was pulling our leg. Right. Um, you know, we're just a couple, you know, kids from Ohio at exactly. that point. And then she said that the hunters would set up uh, all kinds of like encampments and traps and do all kinds of things. And they even hired professional big game hunters, of which, of course, you can imagine there's a lot in Montana. And they never got the thing. No. They never got them. Thus, the winning track team. <laughs> all the time. Don't want to be that slowest kid. What was, what was the name of their high school I mascot? I wonder if it was the uh, the Cougars or something. Something I like it was. I think so. Yeah. Well, so, so we're going to be driving through Montana. Then we're going to be going towards um, the West Coast. And we're going to hope to see Glenn Sanford at his house in... Um, Vancouver? I, it's somewhere, somewhere up there. Up there. It's, yeah, it's, it's way, way up there. It's basically, I guess I can you can essentially straddle the United States and Canada mm-hmm. as, as, as how far it is up there. And then we're going to drive back through. We're going to see my sister, hopefully, in Oregon. Um, and there's a really great uh, driving road that I've uh, several of you guys have told us about that learned that I was a car nerd that we're going to be uh, taking, which I know Julie and Zoe are really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, and then we're going to be driving down the coast, um, uh, US-1. We're going to be staying for a week during car week. If any of you guys are car people, oh my gosh, it's Mecca for all things automotive hobby related and mostly European stuff. All sorts of things, auctions and shows and rallies. and It's extraordinary. It is. And, you know, at us, we, we always call it Monterey because it's known as Monterey Car Week, Monterey Peninsula. But we're staying in Carmel by the Sea, which is one mm-hmm. of our all-time favorite places and a fascinating real estate market also. Which we'll be talking a lot and about. I'll send lots of pictures from there. Just to, if you, again, if you guys aren't familiar with Carmel by the Sea, uh, Clint Eastwood used to be the mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe and so. And they don't have, get this guys, they don't have actual street addresses in Carmel by the Sea. So explain that, Julie. Yeah. Well, first of all, it makes things really hard to find. But all of the houses have names. So I know that one of them is called the Gingerbread House. There's uh, and there's a lot of them too. This isn't like ten houses. This, this is, is hundreds. Like, it's yeah. literally like house. yeah. Yep. And you have to actually apply for your name with the city to make sure it's not taken already and that you're on one of the official streets that are named this way. Right. Uh, but there's also coordinates, so it might be 15th northwest of sixth. So you got to figure that out, right? And really, you kind of get the lay of the land just by going on lots of walks, which we like to do. Uh, but it, it's just amazing. All the the homes are just like, uh, it, it really is like being in something from The Hobbit or a fairy village. Or There's no other, I guess there's maybe, I, I believe, I was reading about Carmel. I think there's a place in Norway that looks like it. Huh. Um, the guy that did the photography for the uh, Carmel Cottages book that we have, he took pictures there as well. Um, but it, it's just fascinating so we're going to be broadcasting live about there it's one definitely one of our favorite places we've ever been it's awesome and then of course there's all the other car things and related things that are going on that week Mm -hmm. um and then we a big sur again just a little bit south of carmel by the sea Mm -hmm. if you go to uh, point lobos point lobos national park which we took zoe there but she doesn't remember she was three so i'll give you guys a little advanced travel tip and we learned this from obviously locals when you're there um it's a national park and it is um unbelievably beautiful Point Lobos has got to be, and Julie and I have been fortunate enough to travel to a lot of different places in the world, but Point Lobos is without a doubt one of the top, I don't know, man, three places. Definitely. Most beautiful places we've ever it been. It doesn't look like any other place we've ever been. But here's your advanced travel tip. When you go in there, I think there's four parking lots, right? You pass one, two, three, and four. Go to the very, very, very last one. And the very last one, the, the walking trails uh, make you, essentially you walk over um, I won't even ruin it for you. Just go there, go to Point Lobos Park, and I think it's parking lot number three or four. 
and you know you're there when you start hearing the sea lions because you can hear the sea lions <laughs> yeah. uh, as soon as you get out of your car. Um, everything changes back there. There's always a marine haze even in the summer because it doesn't really get that yeah. warm, um, and it's so beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, we might. Do you think we can stay at um, not uh, Post Ranch? What's the place across the street? Um, Ventanas. Ventanas. Maybe. Maybe I bet you they're super booked, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll try to. Maybe beat. we'll luck out with the cancellation. Yeah. What's it, that place? It's, an it's amazing. You've actually been very close to I think we had lunch there once when you were four. Okay, Not yet, sweetie. Well, this is about all we're going to get out of Zoe being patient. So we're going to get back. Kinder Joy. Kinder Joy. Kinder Joy. I don't oh, know if boy. they have it. Well, they do obviously have she it bought, in the States. She bought me another one also. This hey, is Zoe. a chocolate egg with a toy in it. Oh, that sounds like a brilliant idea in the back I'll of a car. A tarp, don't worry. For a, I want to open it. For, a kid that's pr- for a kid that's prone to car sickness. Yeah. That's why you're not opening it right uh, now. It's almost time for another Dramamine. Yep. We call them, what do we call them? Safety pills. Safety pills. Mm. <laughs> well, so uh, bear with us for the next couple of months. We will be sprinkling in real estate, but this is going to be real yep. estate meets travel log. And if you have any suggestions for us, that yep. would be great because, you know, we're out here. We can turn left or right or north or south, whatever we need to do to see some interesting things. Absolutely. And we, te- we intend to. So what overall, after we're done with California, then we're going to drive back. Um, what states, where, where are there? I we'll mean, have to which, plot our route out, but hopefully to Ohio and then eventually park this thing in North Carolina, but yeah. we'll see people along the road. Yep. So we're, I think we're going to do, if I looked at the map right, I think mm-hmm. we might do as many, like maybe 5,000 miles. I think we're going to hit 20 states. Yeah, 20 states. Isn't that incredible to think about that? I know. I think the, she's going to win on show and tell. Yeah, she will. So Zoe, what did you do this summer? I went everywhere. I went to, I went to see aliens. Okay. All right, sit down. You say what you should have done. This is mental note for in the car podcasting yeah. tomorrow. You should have held that out. Well, I tried in, to, but in, in exchange for her being quiet during the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. You got to get your bribe game on, Mama. Yeah. She gave me a look. <laughs> know. She knows what that means. Well, so um, if you have again, if you have any suggestions and whatnot, and do follow us on um, Tim and Julie Harris at Tim and Julie Harris on Instagram. Because we are going to be posting lots and lots of pictures. A lot of just little silly, uh, we're calling them Julie's backseat blogging. Vignettes. Vignettes. Her and Zoe, they're going to be sticking the camera out the window and they're going to be doing little videotaping and and whatnot. But enjoy this trip with us. And uh, again, participate if you have any suggested ideas for us, any places we should stop or see. And uh, we're going to be telling you where we're going to be roughly, when we're going to be there. And if you can swing over and we can, you know, go on a walk together, have a cup of coffee, that'd be fantastic. We're going to keep this as informal as we can and have as much fun as we can. I think uh, everyone needs a little bit of break after COVID. And we certainly feel blessed to be able to share this experience with all of you. In the meantime, if you guys have any ideas, you can always text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Do not call, just text. And uh, yeah, we'll talk with you on the road tomorrow. tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Редактор субтитров